the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin, a Pro-America Report. Great to be together. What a great weekend I had. I have to tell you, it was superb. Uh, I was in St. Louis um, with a lot of old friends. We had Eagle Council 51 the 51st Eagle Council. It's a gathering of the sort of insiders who know how to make things happen in America. Uh, we had Eagles uh, from everywhere, from Oregon, Florida, Idaho, Montana, Missouri, Illinois, Virginia, all over the place. Um, I mentioned for Texas, up from Texas, Arkansas. Anyways, great meeting. Thank you to so many of you that I saw you there. I saw Frida Keo, my friend Frida Keo. I hope she's listening today. She did a presentation on her efforts for precinct, uh, the MOP, Missouri Precinct Project, and what they're doing and also on paper ballots, uh, election integrity. Frida's been in the in the toiling in the vineyards for about a decade, maybe more, uh, long before everybody else sort of caught on uh, in the last couple of years. So it was great. It was great. And let me tell you, I was having a conversation on Sunday with a friend of mine from Idaho, Tammy Nichols. She's a state representative who will likely very soon be in the state Senate. She's got a race. She's running in the fall, and she's a Republican in a heavily Republican district. She was telling me that they're going to start a Freedom Caucus, a Freedom Caucus at the state level in Idaho, and that Mark Meadows, the uh, former member of the House uh, of Freedom Caucus uh, founder as well as then chief of staff to President Trump, is uh, one of the people helping set that up. Well, I walked down the street this morning, and I was in Washington, D.C. in the swamp. And who did I walk into? Mark Meadows up here on Capitol Hill where I'm doing the show. So that was cool. We talked about that. I said, your ears might have been ringing, Mark, because we were talking about you. And he liked that. So that was very cool. Very cool. All right. We got a great program today. We're going to talk with my friend Chris Shimolinsky. I think I'm getting that right. I always have to ask him off the air. Right? Chris Shimolinsky. His name is spelled C-H-M-I-E-L-E-N-S-K-I. Shimalinsky, I think. So anyway, I'll talk with him. He's from Numbers USA, numbersusa.org. Great guy, great website on the uh, uh, issues of immigration. And we'll talk with him about what they're seeing. It's a great website to get lots of what's going on. And then we'll talk with Andrew Pollack, my old friend, Andrew Pollack, who has, uh, of course, is, is, as I often say to him, he's famous for the worst reason. His daughter, uh, daughter, um, uh, was murdered. Meadow Meadow Pollock was murdered at the Parkland shooting. And there's recently been the trial in the Parkland case. Uh, and we'll talk with him about that, but mostly we'll talk about how to avoid that happening again. He's got a book on that. And also he's doing some work with a company that gives you a, a non lethal non um, what's to say uh, non, uh, a non gun uh, version of way to keep safe. Berna Berna is the organization. It's kind of a pepper spray thing. It's pretty cool. So we'll talk with Andrew Pollock in a moment. But first, what you need to know, what you need to know today, man, isn't it funny? Isn't it actually funny? Laugh out loud funny to watch the left dealing with the Martha's Vineyard, the great Martha's Vineyard debacle I, at the Eagle Council this <laughs> this weekend, this past weekend, I, I came in and I was uh, the MC and I said at the beginning with a deadpan straight face. I said, Hey, everybody, uh, we're going to start with a moment of silence. 
there's been a real tough times and we're going to start with a moment of silence. Uh, people have really been suffering, you know, it's, um, it's not a hurricane. It's not, uh, it's not famine, uh, but uh, Martha's Vineyard has been hit 50, 50, 50 immigrants, illegal immigrants have been migrants have been put there. They're really dealing with it. Anyway, it's really funny. People got a big laugh, but CNN covers it. They literally are covering it. And the headline is they enriched us. They enriched us. This headline. Ray Sanchez of CNN, they enriched us. Migrants' 44-hour visit leaves indelible mark on Martha's Vineyard. Now, how funny is this? They get flown into Martha's Vineyard, all these rich people, and they want them off so badly, they mobilize the National Guard, they take them off the island and put them on Cape Cod because they can't have them there. Now, somebody was smart enough to do an Airbnb check or a VRBO or whatever it is, and there was like 100 uh, vacancies on Martha's Vineyard. Expensive, expensive, but they could have just given them a place to stay anyway. But how about that language? They enriched us. Migrants' 44-hour visit leaves indelible mark on Martha's Vineyard. And Again, the, the fun thing about this is how hypocritical they are and... Therefore, how they're having to cover the issue, how they're having to look at the issue of the border. But as I've told you before, it's actually disturbing that we're not having a discussion about the border and the chaos at the border. Instead, we're having a discussion about how to handle the migrants, the, 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 because what we're sort of doing is saying the migrants are acceptable. You know, that we're supposed to have these migrants, that there's nothing else we can do but find a way to handle it, either on Cape Cod or Martha's Vineyard or Texas or Florida. And the fact is, if we stopped them at the border, their home country would have to deal with it. You know, and again, you can you can wish the, that you, you, know, you can wish that America could print all the money in the world to uh, take care of everybody, but we can't. And so you have to have some policy. And right now we're talking past the sort of policy. What's the decision? What is it we want to do in terms of our policy? And that's, 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 that's the shame in this. I mean, it's good. It's really good. It's really good that they've been exposed. It's really, we can laugh about it. And we'll hear from uh, Christian Malinsky in a minute from Numbers USA about the numbers, you know, estimated 2 million uh, migrants, illegal immigrants that came to the border, they'll be processed and put into America. That's the ones we got caught. That's the ones that we processed. I estimate at least 2 million more. So we're talking about 4 million people. America is a nation of less than 400 million people. You can do the math. We're adding more than 1% of our population coming into the country, an, you know, in introduction with no controls over it. I think Shemelinsky will say that already we know, we know of close to 100 a terror watch list, uh, a terror watch list. Um, uh, well, I guess terrorists or alleged terrorists, people on that list who have come to the border. They've been stopped, thankfully, but those are, again, the ones we caught. So, you know, as we see this issue covered in the media and the drama of it and the hypocrisy of it, we should stop ourselves and try to get back to a position on what should we have? What should the policy be? Because I'm of the mind that we should have zero immigration for a while. I'm for the great pause. You know, there's a great reset that people are trying to do to reset the world economically, socially. And all. I'm for the great pause on immigration. I think we should have zero immigration for a while and see what we need. 
see what we need and see what we can tolerate. Because right now what we're doing, and Joe, Joe Biden had this horrendous 60 Minutes interview where he basically said 8.3% 8, 8. um, inflation is not that big a deal. It's what's a big deal. It's, it's just embarrassing. It, 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 callous, embarrassing, sort of Marie Antoinette, uh, let them eat cake. You know, oh, what are the people complaining about? Well, normal people, not you, Joe, have a problem. They have to go buy their milk. They have to go buy their gas. So we know when you introduce 4 million people into a country, it's going to impact, by the way, labor. In, in inflationary times, uh, wages should go up, except if you're flooding the lower wage uh, uh, workers with a bunch of immigrants, illegal immigrants or otherwise. So we ought to pause everything. We ought to have this debate, pause everything. Look, I have said this both in terms of workers and terms of culture, assimilation, in terms of the drugs, fentanyl coming through. I, oh, part of my, oh man, I got I forgot. Part of my weekend was talking with Dr. Dave Moylan, who is the coroner, the elected coroner. Dave Moylan is this guy. He went to MIT, did a degree at MIT, went to Georgetown Medical School and became, I think, an intervention radiologist maybe. And, and he, he basically has a big clinic and he helps a lot of people with cancer. But he ran for coroner of his county up in, uh, I think it's Schuylkill County. And so he's coroner. So I was talking to him about fentanyl. They're on track to have a hundred tiny little county, rural county, a hundred people die of fentanyl last year, 110 people. And he was telling me about the fentanyl and how bad it is and how problematic it is and how troubling it is and how, you know, people just die from it. There's nothing he could do. It's not, it's very difficult. Uh, dr the, the problem is they don't know they're taking it. And he was saying that we ought to charge the people who give them this drug uh, with a crime. So very interesting anyway. So, but that's another part of the border. What you need to know is we should have the debate about the border. Now we should not be having the debate about just where the migrants are and just where the immigrants are. That's a misplaced priority. So that's my, what you need to know for today. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll come back. We've got, uh, we've got Shimolinsky and we also have uh, Andrew Pollack and we'll be right back. Ed Martin here on the pro America report back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. I was just uh, saying off the air to our next guest that uh, <laughs> that it's uh, we've been talking about the issues surrounding our border and the problem of immigration for a year and a half. I don't know. On my show, it's been forever. But and uh, our guest who's the vice president over at Numbers USA, uh, Christian Malinsky, he's been on a couple of times in the last six or eight months talking about these issues. And uh, some of our um, banging our head on the microphone has been, why isn't the rest of the, the the world covering it. And as a vice president over there at Numbers USA, they got tons on their website, numbersusa.org, tons and tons of information and analysis. Uh, but sometimes it's a plane to Martha's Vineyard that gets everybody paying attention. So first of all, welcome back, Chris uh, Shimolinsky. How are you, sir? Doing well. Thanks for having me back. So being serious for a moment, you know, you have to ride the wave yeah. you've got. You have to ride the plane you've got. I mean, you know, the fact is that finally a whole bunch of media are saying, what's the deal? And they're and they're doing it because they want to make this Governor DeSantis or Governor Abbott look bad. But at least into this space, you can have the discussion. Right. I mean, this is a positive development in terms of, hey, there's issues here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, if if some recent polling. Uh, is any indication that um, 
it, making DeSantis and Abbott the bad guys is maybe not on the side of public opinion. Rasmussen uh, poll at the end of last week found that a thousand likely voters, 52 percent of them, a clear majority of Americans uh, support what they're doing. Um, I mean, we're only talking about 50, 52 migrants that that uh, illegal aliens that that Governor DeSantis down in Florida flew up to Martha's Vineyard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, c- combine that with the fact that that uh, just last week you had Vice President Kamala Harris go on 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 Face the Nation or Meet the Press, one of the Sunday talk shows and say that the border is secure. But then everybody's up in arms just a couple of days later because DeSantis flies 50 illegal aliens up to Martha's Vineyard. And now the island declares a humanitarian crisis. Wait a second. I thought everything was secure. And we didn't have to worry about this thing called illegal immigration. Um, but people are talking about it. And, uh, you know, any sort of press is good press, right? Whether it's good press or bad press. But uh, well, and, and, and yeah, and that's, yeah. And it gives the yeah. opportunity to talk about the specifics. Again, if you go to Numbers USA, exactly. NumbersUSA.org. I mean, uh, one of the things uh, that I saw there on your site, I think the total number of, of terrorist watch list people who have been detained at the border in the last uh, since Biden was in office, 81. Um, you've got 2 million as a number of the known, the known, the ones we caught, the ones that we actually, I don't processed uh, are 2 million. I, I tell this year will be a total of this year. Um, and I tell people double that for what the reality is of the ones that aren't processed or caught. So we're talking, so we're finally talking about that now. Um, but we're talking with Chris Shimolinsky right now of Numbers USA, the vice president over there is the when you watch this, Chris, is the reaction from the people, citizens, um, are are you seeing how to say the right response? People going, what? Why is this like this? I mean, is this building a wave that people are saying change the policy? I know you guys you guys care about politics because it impacts policy, but you mostly care about what's happening right. in the policy. And does the, is this building a wave in the direction of understanding what's happening? I, I think it was. And I think a lot of people, uh, I think most of, uh, you know, the silent majority, I'm, I'm just going to use that phrase just because I right. wrote a blog this morning about the silent majority. <laughs> right. I think the silent majority, even though the, the mainstream media wasn't really covering, wasn't really covering the board crisis and what's actually been going on there since Biden Harris took over the White House. Um, people are aware of it. You know, they have at least come across something, whether it be over social media or alternate media. Uh, You know, they may flick over to Fox News every once in a while if it's not their main news source. Um, But at least they're they're open to flicking over and they may be seeing it, too, on on their local television news. Um, Especially there are a lot of there's there's a television network, uh, a a television owner group. Sinclair Broadcasting, which they've they've yeah. been covering it on on a number of local television stations that they own, and I think they own the most local television stations across the country. So they may have seen it on their local news. So people people are aware of it. And then when they heard Harris's comments last week, the border is secure. They're like, wait a minute. And then you actually saw something. Mainstream journalists were actually somewhat responsible. <laughs> right. Wait a second. The border is secure, but we've got two million apprehensions this year. Um, that doesn't quite mix. How, right. What do you mean? Explain what border security means. And that made it a story for several news cycles. And then, boom, right on top of it, you have the migrants, the, the illegal aliens sent up to Martha's Vineyard. And then everybody's up in arms uh, about that situation. And and it does. It sheds a, it sheds a light on it. And I think people people more people who the people who were maybe 
aware of it, but not intimately aware of it, or maybe a little bit more intimately aware of it. But I think the best thing to come out of what happened uh, in Martha's Vineyard is it just perfectly exposed the hypocrisy. There was a little bit of coverage when when Abbott and DeSantis were first busing folks up to Washington, D.C. and New York and Chicago and the mayors of those three respective cities complaining. Um, but you know, Martha's Vineyard, you've got, you've got, I'm sure CBS, NBC, the ABC's yeah. news executives have houses there. So this is right. in their backyard. So they're right. going to cover it. Uh, Chris Shimolinsky is our guest. He's vice president over at numbers, USA, numbers, Um, Chris, um, and yet I'll tell you what I'm worried about. I'm worried that people are sort of addressing the symptom and aren't understanding the problem, meaning they're like, oh, wow, look at all these people. What are we going to do with them? Oh, wow. We've got all these uh, you know, refugees. We've got all these people that need something. But part of the problem is that's sort of past the sale. I mean, we've already been sold the bill of goods by the Biden administration that we're going to have to have the open border, you know, and, and I, you know, I was um, my friend, my old friend, Scott Pressler, who does all this voter registration and all has been tweeting. He's, he's just, he's a, he's a machine and he's been tweeting about fentanyl and, you know, it's some crazy number like 300 a day in America are dying from fentanyl overdose. Some, some number like that. Right, right. Um, and that's coming through the border. Everybody concedes that. So my point is that we're arguing about who should have to take them and why it's hypocritical for the people of Martha's Vineyard or the people in front of uh, Kamala Harris's home in the sanctuary city of the District of Columbia are saying, we don't want these people here. Texas should take them. And Texans are saying, wait a second. But the problem, Chris, is the border, the policy is insane. The policy is come and touch down. And one of the Fox News reporters did cover it where uh, I think a, a Venezuelan or someone was on camera saying, I just texted everybody at home and said, come on, now it's open. Come on. I, I mean, there's no end right, to this. Right. Yeah, no, there's a, there's no end in sight. And, and uh, you know, I'll give credit where credit is due. The, the left has done a good job of defining all of these people who are crossing the border illegally as as families who fear for their lives in their home countries because there's gang violence, there's a high murder rate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we need somebody asking the, the, the question, okay, does that mean that we should ro- relocate all of Central America right. to the United States? Is that the solution here? Um, and, you know, so it helps us evaluate the, our refugee and asylum process and the policy, um, which, again, there, there's these gaping loopholes, which you and I have talked about on on past appearances um, that, about the gaping loopholes that exist within these asylum systems. And, and that's what's that's what's at the heart of it. You know, it's it's not that you have all these people flooding to the border, but the Biden administration, the policy is simply just to let them all in. And they are actually doing it under the guise of some law that is some very discretionary laws that have been passed by Congress. And those need to be evaluated and talked about. And, and hopefully, and it, and it sounds like we do have uh, House Republican leadership. Uh, if Republicans are able to take control of the House, they understand the policy here. They understand why this is happening, not just. You know, we need we certainly need more border wall, border barriers down on the southern border. But there's a whole lot more to it than just that, especially if we're going to allow people to abuse our asylum system and, uh, and other, yeah, uh, yeah. other loopholes in our law. 
Chris Shemolinsky is our guest, numbersusa.org. So real quickly, um, I want to ask you that. I want to say this. Let's pretend that the people now rise up and they say, stop this madness. And they elect people at the state level and the federal level. So you, let's say you elect, let's say, an, a, attorneys general and governors in states that get the problem and congressmen and senators, congressmen and women and senators that get the problem. What can they do? Right. The Biden administration has made it clear their team coming out of the White House, coming out of uh, Department of Homeland Security. This is what they want. So what can states do? What could we see the states do to f- to, to stop this problem, to, to, to try to change it? And what could Congress do? If you if you got real Republicans that knew what the problem was and were willing to do something, what could they do? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think the, the, the first thing they could do is they could they could urge their lawmakers to do the same thing that a lot of the border states are and, and non, non-border states like Missouri, for example, that are leading some of these lawsuits against the administration and saying, hey, wait a second, the law says that anybody who crosses the border illegally needs to be detained. And the Biden administration isn't detaining them. They're catching them, they're processing them, and then they're releasing them into the United States. So that's the first thing they can do is they can they can continue to stay on stay on their 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 uh, governors and attorneys general, as you mentioned, um, to continue these lawsuits and bring up new ones against the Biden administration. Let's battle it out on the courts. At least you get some news coverage on it and it can expose what the Biden administration is, is doing with our immigration policy. So that and also, you know, Texas is a, is a prime example. Texas, you've had. Two million people apprehended crossing the border illegally this year. Many of them, uh, the Texas-Mexico border, and a lot of them have have been just released into Texas. What's Governor Abbott doing about it? Well, he's sending them to other places around the country uh, and, and being pretty, pretty transparent about it. Um, and the other thing that he's doing is he's got Texas, Texas law enforcement going around, and when they encounter somebody who's in the country illegally, they're bringing them back to a port of entry and saying – this person needs to be sent back to their home country. And if you're just going to release them again, then we're just going to pick them back up again, send them right back to the the, the port of entry and, and make the feds deal with the issue rather than having the state of Texas. So I think that's another good thing. But of course, that only works in, in the border states. But again, I think if that, if the House can, if, if the Republicans do take over the House and, and, you know, even if Republicans control the Senate, it's going to be a very, by a very, very narrow margin uh, in the in the next Congress. And certainly they won't have a 60 vote uh, to the 60 votes needed to 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 break a filibuster. Um, but I think there's enough moderate Democrats, especially ones that are going to be up for reelection in 2024 that are scared of this issue and they don't want to be on the wrong side of it when they're facing the voters in less than two years. So if the House can pass something good, um, if Republicans take it over, that closes up a lot of these loopholes and, and is common sense solutions to the border crisis that we currently have and send that to the Senate, there might be enough. You, you might be able to peel off enough enough Democratic senators to, to try to. But again, that'll only happen if Republicans take over the Senate, because if it's if it's still Chuck Schumer controlling the floor, then then obviously any House passed legislation uh, passed by the majority of Republicans is not going to is not going to is not going to see the light of day in a, in a Schumer controlled Senate. Um, I, but I, there, I, there are things that you can do. I think the main thing is, is voting in 2022, voting in two months. I, 
I, uh, Chris Shemlinski is our guest, Vice President Numbers USA. Go to numbersusa.org. There's a lot of there there. Um, I know you won't, I don't, I, I will, I'll ask it in a way that you don't even have to say you're not going to comment on it because I don't think you can. But, um, you know, I, people, and over the weekend, uh, we had an event with Steve Bannon, and I think, I think Bannon said Biden will be impeached on day one by the House uh, for the border. And uh, I think there's people that think if you, if you could get the attention on the issue correctly, I, I think it is, it's, it's so egregious. I, look, I had Congressman, uh, Jason Smith here, who's on the budget committee at my office. And he said, we appropriated a bunch of money for the wall and the border. It was signed by the president, Trump, but it's there. That was the will of the Congress, the will of the people signed by the executive and Biden's people just aren't using it. They're refusing to use it. I mean, we, we I think they impeached, right. uh, they impeached Trump for holding withholding money from the Ukrainians or something for a while, which at least seemed defensible in a way. This is a, a, our border is a mess. But so you don't have to comment on that. But uh, all right, Chris, I, I do have to run. Chris uh, Schimmel. Linsky, again, numbersusa.org, a ton of research there. Uh, Roy Beck, the old Missourian, is uh, the president and CEO there. Um, so thanks for the time, Chris. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Okay. We'll take a break, everybody. I'll put that up on social media. A lot more there. So we can talk. I can talk for days on that uh, subject. Uh, they're good guys, numbersusa.org. Okay. Uh, take a quick break. We'll be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. It's been a little while since I caught up with my friend Andrew Pollack. Andrew Pollack, of course, is, uh, well, I, I can say it, Andrew, I guess. I mean, you know, being famous for something horrendous, his daughter, of course, Meadow, uh, was killed in the Parkland shooting. The book that he wrote, which is really good, it's right there on my shelf here, Why Meadow Died, The People and Policies That Created the Parkland Shooter and Endanger America's Students. It's, it's written with Andrew Pollack, his co-authors max eden um his son hunter wrote the foreword it's really good it's really good because you can you can cover this issue um and be upset about what happened because it's horrendous and it's terrible and tragic but andrew's gone in and said this is what happened and why it happened and what you can do about it so welcome back andrew how are you oh great ed thanks for having me so uh, first, you're watching this uh, trial, I'm, as I assume, in some form. Um, it's all a rehash um, uh, in a way, but it's also lawyers trying to posture everything. Um, have you watched it closely, first of all? Uh, re- truthfully, no. I'm okay. really not. It's nothing I can really look at because it's out of my control. Okay. Uh, just so you know, the average person sits on death row for 20 years before right. they're, kill- they're killed peacefully. Right. And and a lot of the families, they they they're praying to get the death penalty. So I really just stay out of it. I, I really either way, I, uh, I don't really care. I, I personally think that he'd be killed a lot faster in general population and he'd be tortured uh, a lot more. So but, you know, if the parents uh, that are going to the trial every day and sitting through it and if that's what they want, I'm not. You know, I'm not opposed to it. You know, right, I'm just right. saying that the, the trial that I'm interested in is coming up in February. A lot of people don't know or your listeners. The deputy that didn't go in, uh, Deputy Peterson, who hid outside 
the school for 45 minutes and didn't go in the building. He is brought up on uh, felony child endangerment charges and his mm. trial will be in February. He's receiving right now 110,000 a year pension for wow. letting, uh, for letting my daughter get murdered. Mm. So if he loses, if he gets her, if he gets found guilty in that case, he'll lose his pension. Yeah. So I want to hold him accountable and I'm going to be at that trial in February. Well, and 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 if I can say like for you, I if I'm not put words in your mouth, but um, you know, the the guy the the, the guy, guy whose name I won't say, he already killed all these people including your including your daughter. So, well, I don't as you say, there's nothing more that guy can do and he's going to get what he gets and and you know, I mean, so um so but back for a second, one thing I was interested in, I I I've not watched a lot of it, but I've read about it and I've read the coverage is um, you you do see a lot of the holes in this in the system that you point out in your book. Again, we're talking with Andrew Pollack. His book is Why Meadow Died: The People and Policies That Created the Parkland Shooter and Endanger America Students. Because this 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 killer clearly that they should have there should have been people that stopped him and they didn't. So that part of it, Andrew, after every one of these tragedies and you wrote this book, it was 2019. I think your book was published and, and you say, well, okay, well, uh, people are going to uh, pay attention. Uh, have they paid attention? Have they changed any of these uh, policies? I mean, has anything do you, do you, I mean, the, the part of this that maybe makes me crazy and I'm not even you, I would go nuts. Maybe I actually would go nuts. I think is it doesn't look like people have changed. Well, in, in ways they have in some areas. Okay. You know, uh, look at what's good, like in Florida, I, I can speak about because I'm involved a lot in Florida and even in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents are getting involved in their local school board races. And okay. that is one positive thing you see in this country. You know, with all the negativity that's going on, that, you know, when inflation, the borders, you know, the crime. But what what's very... Uh, What's awesome is parents are getting involved and they're flipping these liberal leftist school boards to conservatives. And I've seen it. You know, Miami-Dade, one of the biggest districts in Florida, flipped. You know, and then I want to go back to that to the case. You know, I never discussed this about parents. Uh, I wrote it in my book about the policies, you know, mm-hmm. these liberal policies where kids were allowed to commit three to four misdemeanors per school year in Broward and and never get reported to uh, law enforcement. So the DA, so the sheriff in Broward County signed on to those policies. He was removed because he when he runs for office, he could say, well, we reduced crime by 70 percent in in Broward County. But really, they're just not arresting. So he was removed. Okay, from office from DeSantis. The superintendent was arrested on felony charges. Right. Right. And his lawyer and the school lawyer was arrested. Four school board members were removed for, uh, okay, for mismanaging funds, for incompetence. Uh, So, but there's one guy that people don't know about, and I never talk about it. He's the DA in Florida. He signed on to those policies that allowed kids to get away with crime after crime after crime. And this guy, can you believe it? This guy's trying the case now in Broward. The guy who signed on to the policies, his name is on the document. It's called the Promise Program. So I have a problem. That's another problem I have with the case that's going on. Like, look, if they want to put him, kill him, you know, in 20 years, let him let it be. But the guy trying the case, his hands are dirty. He signed those policies 
that allowed this that this created this environment in Broward and he hasn't been held accountable and I met with him he doesn't accept any accountability for signing and bringing those policies into Broward what is, what That's is his, what, 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 yeah what, what is his name tell me his name Michael please Satz his name's Satz I hear he's doing a good job in the case I stay out of it because parents they you know they hold thing right. is they want him to get the death penalty so i'm not standing anyone's way right but one of the reasons i don't even have anything to look i can't look at it is because this guy's trying the case and he actually signed those documents that created the environment in broward and it's in my book yeah and uh, we're talking to andrew pollock it's important to me because um uh, and i want to say what you're saying clearly it is true we can flip the school boards it is true that you can flip uh you know the um the some of the different uh you know get some better superintendents hopefully but your the point here is that a lot of times there's reliance on the district attorney in in a lot of places now where they got a lot of power there's a reason why the the soros left-wing funding went in the big cities as well as the regular counties i'm not just it's i mean to get the to get the prosecutor because they can steer what's happening and and i i think this promise program that's what it was called in broward county right that was that was supposed to be that was supposed they said at the time supposed to be this great thing in your book you point out it it was it's totally flawed right now did they get rid of it did they get rid of it in broward they have you know in broward now we have a conservative uh a conservative school board right but, you know but in Broward they'll vote them they'll vote the people out again and put the same type of people in because Governor DeSantis appointed four school board members which are all Republicans oh. but in Broward Broward is as blue as they get in the state I see so but others you know but they are making a difference and I, I express it when I do public speaking and stuff I tell people uh, a lot of that the corruption and cancer starts at the local level at the school boards and parents, you know, if you can't afford to send your child to a private school, you got to get involved. There's a group, there's groups now, moms for Liberty. I spoke at one of their uh, events, get involved locally. You could flip the school board. And then from the school board, you get a commissioner, you get a mayor, you get a DA. You know, it all starts at the local level. It's more important, I tell parents, to get involved locally than who's uh, living in the White House. It's very important. Um, by the way, that name is Mike, Michael Satz, S-A-T-Z, S-A-T-Z. Yes. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm with you. I, yeah, he, I, have a, I have a lot of respect for what you're saying about the people that the parents, the families that suffered want this prosecution to succeed. So we don't want to get in the way yes. of the success. But uh, I do think, you know, in this world of these politicians and bureaucrats, they, they kind of move on and they and you for, and people forget he was there before. This was his deal before. He's, he's been there forever. He's yeah. signed those policies that yeah. created it. But. I'm not getting involved yeah, with it. I'm I got staying you. out of it. You know, the guy shouldn't even be trying the case in my eyes. But let, yeah. let someone else, there's plenty of other people that could try the case. Right. His hands are dirty. You know, everyone yeah. else on that document's been removed or arrested, a lot of them. Well, uh, or aren't in that aren't in the district, but this yeah. guy's still there hammering away, and uh, he doesn't see any problems with the policies that he brought to Broward. Uh, but on okay. another note, yes, please. Ed, I'd like to discuss what I'm doing now at yeah. Burna. Uh, please. For your listeners, I'm at Berna. All your listeners should go to B-Y-R-N-A, Berna.com. It's a company I, I'm fortunate to get involved with. They have less lethal products. 
for, yep. for people that are, are afraid of handguns or you're in a state that you can't carry a handgun. Uh, we have a, a repellent, you know, that jogger that was killed in Memphis. I know yeah. she had our repellent. It's called bad guy repellent. Everyone should have a canister of this anywhere you go. If, if you if anyone approaches you or, or, or tries to. You know, kidnapping's a thing now. This spray is going to keep them away from you. And then we have these launches. You should look online, Ed, while we're talking. Go on yep. burner.com, B-Y-R-N-A.com. I'm I looking have a at school safety plan. Uh, there's launches. There's, they, they fire on uh, CO2, and they're very powerful. We have a tear gas. Uh, they're, they're really good products because a lot of times people, you know, don't want to carry a firearm. And I wanted to give people an alternative uh, not to be a victim. And, and this will allow that. Uh, we're talking with Andrew Pollock, and uh, yeah, I, I, I was looking at it while we were talking, and I've looked at it before. It is, and it, you know, places like I, I work in Washington D.C. You, you could be you can be licensed to carry in in, in fifty states, and in D.C., if you come in the wrong way, you're in trouble, right? So yeah, um, you, you should you, get one of these. Ed, just walking in the streets with all those zombies in <laughs> just unbelievable. You, you mean the member? You, you, hey, do you mean the members of Congress? Or, or, or no? Anyway, well, uh, <laughs> some of them too. But you know, it's just terrible walking through the streets of D.C. I've been. There, you know, I yep. I was harassed. You know what I mean? I had my and I'm walking around with a Malinois and, yep. in a park, and mm-hmm. someone's trying to harass me in the park. But yeah. you should. There's no reason why you shouldn't be carrying one of these canisters to go on burner, and you could get this bad guy repellent. And yep. uh, you yep. should be walking around with it anywhere you go to your car. You leave in a supermarket. You have college students uh, going away to college. You should look into these products that we have at Burnham. Do you? I'm looking at it right now. Uh, again, we're talking with Andrew Pollock, and uh, and uh, the the um, are are they are these regulated at all? In other words, this one that I'm looking at, the SD Basic Kit, it's it's kind of yeah. a uh, is that regulated in any way? Like, do they try to make it so you can't carry that in a in a because it's kind of a like a, a pistol looking device, but it's CO2. Is it do, is yeah, that regulated? CO2. It the only thing that's regulated in some of the states is you can't get a uh, tear gas, but you could get uh, a pepper pellet. Okay. You know, some of the states you can't get it, mm-hmm. but most you can. It, it'll show when you go to order what states you could order it in or which you can't. I and see. even the we have a solid pellet. It's so powerful. It would take out a uh, car window. So huh. we're dealing with a, a lot of law enforcement are switching from the from the taser to these because they're accurate to like 60 feet. You don't need to get near someone. I and see. they're accurate to 60 feet. You know, they could shoot a window out in a car and they and they put some tear gas in it and uh, they don't have to get involved physically. They're, they're mm. ready to surrender once they get hit with a with a tear gas pellet. Mm. All right. And Andrew Pollock, thank you. Hey, thanks for the I, I always highlight the book. Why Meadow died. It's really useful on the policy. Hey, oh, one more thing, Andrew. Are you you mentioned oh. are you going out to campaign for school board races? Will people call you and say, come out and help? And we go out. and oh, help I them? just helped some races in. uh in Pinellas County in Florida. Okay. And uh, and I'm here to help, you know, just go on to the website. Uh, okay. I've been, uh, the first thing they should do is if they want to go to school board races, they got to go join that Moms for Liberty group. Okay. And I'll be speaking with that. I'll be speaking at events throughout the country with Moms for Liberty. And those are parents that are waking up. They, they don't want this kind of nonsense in the schools. And got the power, it. parents have more power than anybody. If they get together, there's no stopping them. All right. Okay. Uh, Andrew Pollock, thanks for coming on and thanks for being a, a great voice out of tragedy uh, for trying to make things better and not have other families go through it. So I appreciate it very much. Andrew Pollock, thank you, sir.
Oh, anytime, Ed. Thank you. Okay. We'll take a break, everybody. I'll put all that up on social media. It's a great website, actually. Burna, Burna.com. A lot there. Uh, we'll take a break, yeah. and, and we'll, we'll be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, let's wrap things up with a really, again, you have to smile when you see this stuff because it'll just it just makes you it makes you laugh. Um, it makes me laugh at least. Uh, there is a a famous quote unquote famous historian, Michael Beschloss. Michael Beschloss, and he's actually lost his mind. He's embarrassing when you see him. He's on he's on Morning Joe or Morning Mika with Joe Scarborough, and he likes the attention, right? So he likes the action, and so he's lost his mind. Everybody's Hitler. Trump is Hitler. Everybody's Hitler. He's crazy. I mean, it's really sad. I I, I watched him in the last couple of months. It's comical how uh, wild he is and how out of control he is, and I thought, well, that's too bad. You know, um, it's uh, Mike, Michael Beschloss. I, I didn't really know to not trust him, but I certainly do now. You know, it's uh, what fake history is. Fake news. If you do fake news long enough, you get fake history, right? That's obvious. So Beschloss is everybody's uh, everybody. Every anything Trump is uh, the end of the world, and he's really lost his mind, and and he loves it. Well, here comes Politico, and they write a serious piece, a magazine piece. And it's called The Radicalization of Washington's Most Famous Historian. And they actually justify his lunacy as he's watched history and he studied it. And he knows the Rosenbergs were spies, nuclear secrets they passed to Moscow. And that's why he's radicalized because of Trump and the Mar-a-Lago stuff. When you read this, you actually see. In, this is insanity. It's like delusion. And it's delusion. It's a description of a delusionary person. But here's the trick. Here's the wild part. They do it with such a straight face that you actually sort of believe it. They all, oh, wow. And that's what they're doing. They're brainwashing. All right, I'm out of time. I just realized I'm out of time. I got to go. Uh, thank you, as always, to our the great Noah Dingley, our producer. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll talk more about best loss. Back, in, back tomorrow. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Talk to you then. is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.